Tubanites, happy new year to you, and welcome to Lords of the Long Box episode 111. Holy cow, the first year episode of the year. Man. I want to welcome everybody over from the Comic Time 101 channel. And once again, I'd like to bring in my co host, Otto from the Grotto. Say what's up to the party people. What is up? Happy new year to all my Autobots out there. We defeated the Decepticons and we're ready to go. We got lots <laughs> of stuff to talk about. I'm fired up, man. This has been a great show tonight episode 111 my favorite x-men issue is x-men 111 itself so great numbers if you're a number guy there we go it is That's right. really good numbers and man in the production panel my man dark side jedi say what's up yo party people 2019 we're back um we got a big year in, uh, in store we got a lot of things coming down the pike so hopefully uh, you'll stick with us for the year and let's uh let's get this one started tonight let's do this i want to say what's up to everybody in the live chat uh, what's up, Contender? Roger Heller, Unknown Comics Guy, Kratos99, Roger Sloan, Unknown Comics Guy, Roger Heller, Steam Cave, Comics Explain, Big Easy. And first off, let's pay our bills for the new year. We'll shout out to our friends at KRSComics.com. Uh, this show is brought to you by KRSComics.com. Use the KRS Comics discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusive variants and they are already gearing up for the new year man of uh con season man they're going to be at uh aloha comic-con first i believe and then they're going to be a wonder con in april so you're going to see your boy there i'm going to be hanging out with them uh come april which wonder con is which is my favorite comic-con of the year i probably won't ever go back to san diego i think it's a waste of time for comic mm-hmm. books also big shout out yo to hey I, I just want to interrupt real quick go on their youtube or their instagram page and they're also starting a point system so if you follow That's them right. on instagram if you buy a book there's rules on their page They'll, you'll see what it's all about and you can get yeah, discounts Good look up KRS Comics on Instagram and Facebook. You, if you follow their Instagram, you follow their Facebook. You buy the stuff, you get points toward the purchases. KRS Comics, our friend Chris, he's very savvy on the uh, marketing side of it, and that's why he's gotten all these great artists and connections for what they do. You see KRS Comics being sold in my LCS here in Orange County at uh, the Comic Tunes and Toys in Tustin, California, by our friend The Big To Do. Um, also, our sponsors are the geekyswagshop.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Geeky Swag Shop. Very soon, they will be making Lords of the Long Box shirts. Yes, Ooh. you will have a link where you can go there and buy T-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, whatever. Um, I didn't want to use Teespring or any of that. I wanted to use a vendor that can send me stuff that I can get a hold of. I've been waiting on this information. I can finally safely say uh, that this year, you wouldn't have an online source to buy 
Lords of the Long Box merchandise. Gear, so, you know, son. Before, I had to go and order all the damn shirts myself, man. So the Geeky Swag Shop used 15% off online orders. We can partner with them to do some good, cool giveaways. Since it's winter, I've asked them to make some hoodies and sweatshirts for you guys because it's cold in most parts of the country. I mean, this year, it's <laughs> Orange County was 71 degrees today, but it was 55 yesterday. <laughs> Uh, actually, I was sick, man. I've had like a sinus thing. I was sneeze. I was at work yesterday. My boss, my the VP for my department, her office was right next to where I sit, and I was sneezing like all morning. She just finally comes out. She goes, "Tebow, go home." Really? <laughs> I was like, "Shit, you ain't gotta tell me twice." Yeah. Don't tell me. I'm out the door. Uh, uh, Sickness yo, swept you through know, my family's house too, man. It was. You know, you know, it's been you know, all when weekend. you're younger, it's like a, a, a stigma to call in sick, or if you're working at a lower level job, you know. Mm -hmm. and when you get a, you know. Further on in your career, nobody wants to get sick. So if no, you're sick, they're like, go home. Get out yeah. of here. Don't get the rest get of it. More importantly, don't get me sick. At, at my exactly. work in the halls, they have things posted on the boards that, like, dumb it down to the lowest common denominator. Right. If you're sick, stay home. Like, posters and shit. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you shouldn't have to tell anybody. So I was, I sneezed like 57 fucking times. And I, and I had planned to work, and I was like, I'll get over it. I'll get over it. Just let me fucking get to my four martini lunch and I'll be fine. You know what I mean? But you know, it didn't get, it didn't get to happen. So, uh, happy new year, everybody, man. Shout out to everybody. Uh, what's up to King of the Gold State moderator holding it down. Uh, shout out to comic town one one who just had his show of shenanigans. really digging their brick brack around, man. That's cool. Shout yeah, out to comics cool. Bueller. Um, his show is, uh, every other day. seems like, uh, also shout out to our friend discovery Bay comics, man. Who's got a cool thing they're doing now. I don't know if it's a daily thing. It's basically a YouTube TV guide. TV guide, man. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Basically, what they do is they uh, they run down all the the YouTube comic book shows for the day so you know what to watch out for. And they even put in links. So I think, you know what? Something You got to find what the market is looking for and it's supply and demand. I think that's a great thing because there's not, you know, there's so many YouTube channels. And here's the thing about our comic community. is so small compared to other communities like statues Mm -hmm. or omnibuses or anything i mean our comic community is so small it's hard to get those views you know our little sub community is even smaller where our community is more like big easy yeah. uh, jls where we talk about movies and we talk about uh what hot variants and stuff like that and things that affect things of collectors slabs and variants and whatnot so it's a little bit different now. so our group is even smaller so mm -hmm. <laughs> it's good that there's a guide out there but there's tons of good uh channels out there uh let's do what we do man um it's been a while since you've been here, and I always seem like yes. I say that, but, you know, Otto did his Monday video on Monday. I yep. also posted two Grail videos, one at the end of last year and one for the end, beginning of this year. Uh, it's strange-related indeed. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'll be posting a video soon, so we've got that coming, yeah. too. Some yeah, well, I'm still working on something. I love it. I love it. Love the yeah, I was going to do it's a Top Variant really cool. Tuesday, Tuesday, but... I went home six. So yeah. <laughs> One of my bosses, like, you know, they find out my YouTube channel and they're like, uh, I thought when you went home sick, <laughs> yeah. there's only one person I've ever worked with who found me. It was when I was working at Stanford children's hospital and the dude I worked with, he was literally the next to me and I never told him about it, but he was a comic book fan too. And he's like, is this you? <laughs> oh yeah man because he goes because it was a somehow he was he just heard it and he goes that's you i go oh shit you got yeah. it yeah man well so if, you he, miss, if you missed the variant stuff uh or my boy nemesis prime over on three men in a basement he plugged some stuff out there he did a couple reviews so you know we've got variant stuff all over the place so check out three men in a basement too for that stuff so that's going on there 
We are the variant comic vatos, as I like to say. The back issue banditos. You like yeah. that? Bandit. <laughs> I didn't go. want to say back issue bandits because I know there's certain people that we yeah. know that will give it a bad sexual connotation. So I had to call right. them banditos. And I'm not dropping any names, but you know, Swolverine, you're a perv. <laughs> you know what? Why was I thinking? Why was I thinking his name? Exactly. As soon as you said see, that, see what I mean? Uh, for those who are in any type of group live chat, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> let's get right to it, Ryan. What do we got in the world of news? All right, my man. Well, this weekend we had the uh, Golden Globes, and yep. during the Golden Globes, Kevin Feige was interviewed on the red carpet, and he dropped a couple tasty nuggets. You know what? Shout out to the guy from MTV News who asked these questions of Kevin Feige on the red carpet. You know, it wasn't the typical, what are you wearing? What are you proud of? And and Kevin Feige was there because he was supporting, uh, Black Panther was nominated for best movie of the year and some other things that didn't win anything. But quick shout out to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, deservedly so, won the best animated film Absolutely. of the year. That sure. movie still <laughs> left an impression on me to this very day. Absolutely. It's the best, it's the best, man. Best superhero movie of the year, hands down. Even better, Infinity War, Black Panther, Aquaman. I would, I I would, I would agree with you for one hundred percent. It's and it's and in true... my in my opinion, I think. Well, I know you think that Spider Man Two is better, but it's up there. It might be the it, best Spider Man yeah. movie. It's really up there on all. Yeah, levels it's for the me. most <clears throat> comic book true. I felt like I was in a comic book when exactly, I was watching yeah. it. I I, I right. saw it in three D, and I was inside of a comic book for two hours. It was awesome. Yeah, especially did you see when I I told you to check it out three D? It was incredible, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it was incredible it was, it, and one hundred percent incredible. I hope they do more animated stuff like that. But I, I digress. I, I did hear. I did hear. Now, um, this isn't on our list, but I did hear that they're thinking of doing a spinoff, a TV spinoff of right. the Spider Verse stuff. So that's kind of yeah. cool. We'll see yeah, we'll, we'll, when that news comes out more. We'll talk about it. But yeah, it was I'll like a quick blurb. Yeah, um, Sony does not have the rights. They gave that back to Marvel, and that's why you see uh, the Spider-Man Unlimited cartoons on the Disney Network. So Sony okay. only has the rights to the film versions of Spider-Verse. So if mm -hmm. they want to do these on TV, Sony would have to work a deal with Marvel. And I'm okay. pretty sure they have a good working relationship now. So yeah, I'm sure right Marvel, now, absolutely. So I'm pretty sure they'll work something out, or Marvel will be like, hey, we are because there's already the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon on the Disney Channel. I would almost uh, not want to see it on TV. I would almost want to keep it in the theater in a big format, kind of just do yeah. a and movie a year doing, kind of thing, you know? They're actually going to copyright, or I don't know how to say this, a copyright on the animation style. So that only they can okay. use it. So yeah. if anybody else tries to copy it, they can be like, no, we right. started that. And, and I'm cool with it, man. So That was okay. amazing. The animation yeah. was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the soundtrack Shout was out. second to none oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. Very, very contemporary, man. But mm -hmm. if you guys remember at the beginning, I know we're falling off, but at the very beginning, when Prowler and Miles Morales are in the subway, and he's and he's teaching them how to do a graffiti piece. Yep. They had this old school medley that's with black sheep, uh, some other old school sound and listen to that. I can't, it's not on the soundtrack, but it's in the movie. They play like uh, some Pete Rock and Seal smooth. So peep that out then when you get the DVD, man. Because I, yeah. I, I searched the damn uh, soundtrack and I could not you find it. Find it's, it? A oh. it's a little remix when, you know, when uh, the Prowler is sitting there with Miles yeah, Morales. I got the beat in my head right now. Yeah, and, and they're busting out like some Black Sheep, some yep. Pete Rock and Seal smooth. It was pretty dope, man. But uh, like I said, shout out to this dude who grabbed his 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 moment. And because uh, the MTV news reporter was like, a um, he's a fellow geek, I guess the best way of saying yeah. it. So he asked him all the questions we wanted to know. Um, and I'm going to give you a break, a brief rundown because it's a lot of juicy tidbits in there. Um, one, mainly he asked him um, about Endgame. 
and uh, and and Marvel Studios has kind of been messing with this entire time. Like they said, they knew the end, the title of Avengers Four before the production started on Avengers: Infinity War, so that was already known. So you know they and you know and I think people were guessing it as soon as Doctor Strange says Endgame and they're like, damn it, they're kind of taking our steam from us. So they just ran with it and said, you know, it's Endgame, it's Endgame. But apparently, way before in in the production process of Avengers: Infinity War, before they even started filming, they already knew uh, Endgame, which is incredible to me. How this cast and production of of Disney or Marvel films are so tight lipped. Same with right. Star Wars, like under that, wraps. Yeah. Like you rarely hear anything. You know, I've um, been meaning to ask. Now with Infinity War, it was pulled from obviously Infinity Gauntlet comic, but the End Game is that a uh, is that a arc? No. Or no, no it's, it's just it no. strictly it this is strictly from the movies. Okay. Shout out to my boy, the comics preacher, man. Yo, that's an old school YouTuber right there. And has been a minute since I seen the comic preacher, man. If you're not subbed up to him, subbed up to him, man. He's do some great content. He's in SoCal. Shout out to him. But um, here's another interesting tidbit because uh, if you haven't seen Vice, it's a great film. Nothing to do with comic books, but it's basically Adam McKay wrote and directed. It's a film about Dick Cheney and how he pretty much ran George Bush like a puppet. And it's a fucking great film. It was nominated for a lot of film movies, excuse me, awards. So the guy who wrote and directed Adam McKay also wrote Ant-Man. Adam McKay is also the guy who helped like Will Ferrell do like Step Brothers and films mm-hmm. like that. So he's a great comedic writer, but then he true, proved his chops with Vice that he can do serious stuff, and he just dropped the nugget to uh, um, Kevin Feige that, hey, I want to do a Silver Surfer movie. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Feige's like, that sounds great, because you know what? He's already written a movie. He's already written the Amp Boy. He wrote Amp Boy when, what's his name, uh, got uh, had his falling out with Marvel, uh, the, the British guy. You know what I'm talking about. The guy from Shaun of the Dead, Edgar. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, so uh, when he fell out, um, Adam McKay came aboard and helped finish writing it along with the guy, the um, the other director. So he's already got a good track record. So, you know, I think it's only a matter of time before we see a Surfer, surfer movie. But that's pretty cool. Adam McKay's comedic writing. He's done Ant-Man. He just did Vice. He's getting awards for it. That would be another great notch in the Marvel's belt. Because right. Vice well, is going to say He says he wants to do uh, Silver Surfer. Why not let him do a Fantastic Four? Right. I, yeah. I think it would be great. Uh, you know what? Because... Now you got somebody who's he's, his movie's going to be nominated for an Oscar. So right. it looks good anytime you get to have your trailer and says, you know, Oscar, Oscar nominated, nominated director absolutely. like Ryan Coogler uh, also. Did uh, what's his name win? No. no. Uh, some bullshit. Bohemian Rhapsody won. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody got it. mixed. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody got mixed reviews. So I'm pretty. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that it won because. There's other films out there. Roma one too. I saw that movie it was boring as fuck, but we don't want to get a tangent. I should do a Lords of the Box office because I pretty yeah. much see movies all the time. And we mm-hmm. can talk like about serious movies that don't involve men in spandex. So, <laughs> hey, shout out to my cousin, Jane Guy One. What's up, John? What what up? Old school YouTuber finally breaks the, it down. The, into the, the, the OG chat. Lords of the Long Box member. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, the shout OOG. out to Jane Guy One, <laughs> who was on the first ever episode of Lords of the Long Box. That's Can right. you guys name the other person that was on there? The two other cats? Lightning. Let's leave it in the live chat. Oh, sorry. Ah, damn it. Damn it. That would be Messed a great trivia question for people in the live chat. Shout out to Discovery Bay Comics. I just shouted you out earlier, my brother. Um, yeah, so let me move on now. Um, you know what? We should also- do a Lords of the Long Box trivia and give away some comics. See how, guys, how much you guys pay sub. attention. How much, yeah. <laughs> 3,000 subs right around the corner. We're going to do right, a Right, right around 3,000 subs. That would be great. Yeah. Um, 
Also, you know, the most obvious thing was, uh, you know, Kevin Feige is excited to have access because he asked him, are you excited to get Fantastic Four and the X-Men back? And his answer was, no, I'm excited to get access to hundreds of characters back yeah. because this is what we it's, should have always had, you know. Right. Um, and in, and also in that. Um, so for those who are expecting anything in the Avengers Endgame trailer to give away much, don't. Right. Uh, you're just going to get much of the same. So they, I mean, they want to keep a tight lip to keep you know experience there for the movie goer. So uh, the trailers are we're going to come and see the movies coming out in what April? Shit, that's like holy cow! That's four months away. Um, you're only going to see footage from the first 15 minutes of the actual film. Now that's not giving away much since reports are the film is could be a three hour cut. Right. I, I don't know if it'll be a three-hour cut because that will cut into the amount of times the movie can be shown in a theater. Right. I'm thinking two and a half, maybe. You know, two and a half, maybe. Yeah. Two twenty. I wouldn't. I, I ain't got no problem with three hours though. You can no. Extended cut. all these movies hours. should be fucking Lord of the Rings style. You know, I yeah, want more right. and longer. <laughs> and, and especially with, I don't know about your theaters, but I've got like reclining seats and fucking oh, yeah. massage chairs oh. and shit. Like, I like to watch when I go movie, to a theater that doesn't have a recliner i'm thinking these people are plebeians man what kind of world are we <laughs> fucking living in here That's right yeah, for do sure. you remember Where when you I? had to go to the theater like an hour early just to get a good seat and if you didn't get there before like at least a half hour before you were sitting in the front bro remember those AMC, days bro amc a list allows you to even step in the line of concessions you have your own separate line that's awesome some theaters you can order your food online and tell them to bring it to your seat yep yeah we have waiters. Just, yeah, or, just well, say uh, you order AMC it and then they bring it to you. Dude, I, that's yeah. why I've seen all these movies, to be honest with you, because Fridays are slow. It's fancy, work, and we have a Which one? No, no, I said it's Maybe? fancy. The, it's fancy today. The theaters are fancy. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Apparently in Europe, it's been like this for a while now. We're just finally catching up. That's the European model, you know? Yeah. We're just Comfort. falling in line and behind medicine, socialism, and now there's a theater like that. that you can recline the seats all the way back to the point where you're almost laying down like you're in a bed. Yeah, that's how you, can, you can you can lift the ch- armrest between the two chairs. So if you're with your girl or whatever, you can cuddle up. I mean, damn man, you could bring a you blanket and sex. a pillow. You, you could literally have sex. I mean, right. I'm serious. I mean, you know, and if I pay that much, I'm gonna have sex in the theater. Damn it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> ours have like heaters and they have air conditioners. You can actually hit a cooling mode. Wow. Um, yeah, we don't have it. that. Oh, We're not that fancy. fancy. Oh no, the AMC Prime and Dolby. Oh, those are awesome theaters, dude. The sound, the move, everything, because they even show you during the theater to go. Not Dolby, Dolby, and you're like, ah, I've been living in the dark age of so long, wow. and now when you go see a digital movie, you're like, what? Not Dolby? This is what? Yeah. <laughs> but I will go back. to like uh, indie theaters to support like you know foreign film or small films, and you know typically those theaters don't have it. You know I support those small films, but we try to stay within AMC because you pay like twenty bucks a month to see three movies a week, dude. That's a, that's a that's well deal. worth it, absolutely. Killer deal. I don't know what the hell we were doing before standing in lines, wasting our, letting <laughs> Wait, our lives. Man, I, I waited in line, trying to get your tickets. Yeah, yeah. So let oh, me pose you this. Let me, let me pose you this question. So when uh, the DCEU announced that they're making Man of Steel, then Batman vs. Superman, then Justice League, what would you have guessed would have been the first movie to make a billion dollars in the DCEU? Batman vs. Superman all yeah, day 100%. long. Yeah, 100%. All day long. So what have I told you even after that? They made a Wonder Woman movie. And then an Aquaman movie. What would you say would be the first movie to make a billion dollars? I would have said Wonder Woman. 
out of those yeah, two. Yeah, absolutely. Surprisingly enough, man, Aquaman has swam itself to the top of the box Amazing. office with a $1 billion, which interesting is the breakdown of this, where the domestic to the international breakdown is like a huge chasm, right? You're talking close to 250 uh, domestic and like uh, 750 internationally. Wow. Most of that is in China. Chinese love uh fish and shit so yeah. there you go man but hey man Aquaman maybe it's is, just it, jason momoa maybe it's just it's just the epitome of manliness on screen right <laughs> and everybody <laughs> was flocked to it and just like Flock damn <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know what they did a pretty good job in releasing them when they did they don't they did, this movie had no competition well whatsoever. i'm looking yeah. back to the batman vs superman when they did the little uh, you know, the files or whatever, and you saw Aquaman for the first time. Right. And all the groans. I could hear the groans around the world. Right. I still can feel the groans. Like, it's. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know what I mean? It's no, as it if good. everyone fucking puked because people started talking sh- talking shit about Aquaman, the way he looked. They're like, oh, man, it looks stupid. It looks like he was holding his breath, blah, blah, blah. I remember. And now all of a sudden, yeah. look at Look where we are. Look where you are. That's it. The King of Atlantis. I, I thought the movie was phenomenal, soup to nuts. And you know what I always say, you guys, is a movie to be for me to enjoy it has to have a good villain. And in my opinion, this movie had two great villains. You had Black Manta, which was fantastic, and you had Aurum. Now I was never a fan of Ocean Master, but he was great. You have your, you know, your lawful evil villain throwing some you know B stuff right there. And you go your read, chaotic evil. Go read Throne of Atlantis. Uh, New Fifty Two. Okay. Go read the Throne of Atlantis, and you will fall in love with Orm. That's a great oh, story. Really? Oh yeah. No, it was great. The two great villains. It was. I thought it was fantastic, and even the stuff at the end. But you and his it. mom. His mom was badass. Couldn't yes, the mom was great. Like, That's it what was, was everything was, was good. badass. And yes. Yeah. Whoever did her stunt double was fucking oh, badass. But in that armor, oh my god. Okay, gotta admit though the. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: the uh, the kind of weird skeleton armor she had in the yeah. Secret Land. Or something, yeah, was that a was weird. <laughs> very predatorish. You know what I mean? Uh, I, yeah, I it was. Uh, it was a little uh, like she she had just come out from the outback like for a dozen years and just came <laughs> she out. She was like hanging out with Cat Cam. She came out Commandy like fucking Road Warriors. Yeah, she yeah, did. Like, yeah, right. She had the dreadlocks and stuff like that. She had like it. some kind of rib cage armor from some yeah. skeletal beast. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? But yeah. you know. It's good. Uh, it's a good uh, film. So, oh, uh, it was the armor. It was those. Um, it was those trench monsters. The trench monster, right? That yeah. she, so she just the... barbecued a trench marker and made fucking uh, armor bones. Yeah. Well, that makes but it, it was good. I mean, the the movie had everything. It had the good humor. It had some some side turns that you didn't expect. It had two strong villains. Momoa was great. I, I just thought it was good and good for that for making that kind of money. You know, do you think that they'll get? Do you think they'll get any like CGI? academy award nominations or anything like that or you think they'll over like pass that over yeah i don't know that's a good question because that cgi yeah. to me was pretty awesome it absolutely was you know in, in the water and everything is, yeah. i have a feeling like underwater stuff is easier to make because it's murkier like you think of movies like the abyss um and what's that other underwater movie you know it's just you know i mean if you look at meg even you know it seems like because they're not Put it, it's not a realistic world already underwater. Does that make sense? All right. Mm-hmm, right most right. of the time, you, you like equate right. things on land under yeah. regular sunlight and things like that. So you you see it differently. And I think you know it was great. It looked like it looked like uh, the underwater world of the Gungans, or maybe uh, Avatar underwater. It was Avatar underwater, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So basically, it was Fern Gully uh, with Aquaman on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really old reference. If nobody is everybody's ever seen Fern Gully. <laughs> 
Have, yeah, I, I think in what, 1982? Yeah, yeah, so when Avatar came out, you know, we were making fun of the Avatars. So believe it or not, Avatar had a really <laughs> cult following of people who were like, it was the greatest film ever. And people were like saying, dude, you do realize the story of Avatar is literally Fern Gully. Fern Gully, now. right. It is, right? Just, you know, so it was just funny that, you know, but believe it or not, Avatar is going back to Disney. Disney owns that now because of the Fox uh, hmm. purchase. So will we ever see an app now? I don't even want to go that far. You know, sure. James well, Cameron should just let that shit. Yeah, go James let it go. Let it, it's a great ride at Disney World. Let it stay that way, and that's yeah. the problem. You if know? you do another Avatar, it's going to turn into the next Matrix. Like the first Matrix yeah. was awesome, right? You uh, did the, the second one were, and the uh, third, third one, one was awful. and it just awful. awful. Yeah. Speaking of sequels, Ryan, what did we got on the sequel news? Well, I heard that there's confirmation about Venom two. Yeah. And um, what's his name? I can't think of the guy's name. Woody uh, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. All right, way go. to kill the suspense, Ryan. No, no sorry, sorry. Anyway, I, I couldn't think of his name. Venom I, I, I was looking. I was. I was seeing his image in my head with the red hair standing behind bars, yeah. and I'm like, what the f- is his name? No, Woody Harrelson. Well, apparently, <laughs> only Otto reads the show notes I send out. Everybody's yeah. been on the show notes I send out. Copious um, amounts. Of I do read them notes. as I'm setting everything. As I'm setting everything oh, up. There you go. He admits So we got to, not I'm surprising ADD. to anybody, what do you want from the me? film did very well in the box office and uh, we are getting a Venom 2 sequel. It's been confirmed. We got, it's the same screenwriter uh, and Woody Harrelson has been confirmed as the villain in Carnage. Right. Spoiler yep. alert. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, yeah, Woody Harrelson on. appears in the end credit scene as Carnage. Uh, right. We're going to put like a block on, on uh, spoilers. You know, yeah. We're going to give you a Lord of the Long Box window of you know 12 weeks. If you haven't seen it by then, we're going to nah, just tell you. 30 days, if not 30 days. Weeks. That's you it. Know, yeah. So uh, so Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson, yep. is going to be in it. Uh, should be interesting where they go with it and who else they bring into it. Maybe bring back Lady Venom and that creepy kiss that they they did yeah um so for those who thought that it wasn't going to happen it's happening i mean you know if you liked it or hated it either i thought it was okay it wasn't i enjoyed really it as bad as people said it was gonna be. No, there were some really 8.5. moan moments i mean i felt like there were some parts where it was like I, I i could literally see the set like it looked cheap in, in some ways but but okay. overall it was i loved i thought it was a really fun movie that was really a fun awesome. movie with high rewatchability and i made fun know. of the cgi when i saw the trailer i was like oh it looks like claymation blah blah but it didn't yeah. it, it, no, looked, it, was, it looked good it wasn't you know roger yeah. eller asks is anyone waiting for the war of the realms for marvel yes i am that is the new crossover event that's going to feature all the realms so it's going to be thor base anytime it's thor base yes unless yep. he's talking about the game uh, actually, Ryan and I were batting around the idea of the next Marvel game that drops. We're going to, um, whatever you kids do when you live broadcast a game, and we're going to play. Twitch. Uh, we'll be on Twitch. Yeah. We didn't even broadcast this on Twitch. Twitch was a failure. Sorry, guys. That was a 2018 <laughs> absolute failure. failure. Nobody ever we watched it. Yep. One view. Yeah. One view. And it was uh, someone checking for us to see if it was working. Actually, oh, no, really? one of my childhood homies was on there because he's a gamer and he was right. like the, one of the, and then Undisputed Frost, who just disappeared altogether, is no longer on <laughs> right. any social media. Right. He was the only one on Twitch. Well, actually, Undisputed Frost just does video game stuff. Huh? He doesn't do any comic book stuff. So he's oh. still on uh, Twitch doing that Fortnite stuff and whatever yeah. kids do with that stuff. But the next Marvel co op game, we're trying to think about, we'll probably do some type of live interaction. And then it's going to be mm-hmm. funny because I suck at games. So you're just going to heal me just cursing a lot. Oh, it'll be a drunk fest, high fest, playing a video game, talking shit. 
You're going to see middle-aged men who suck at video games, uh, trying to play video games, and and then some little kid's going to come and fuck with us, and you're going to stay around just for the commentary because I'm going to be pissed off yelling at people. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be really fun. Yeah. So uh, you got Venom 2 happening. Uh, Let's do what we like to call – we got to send like some type of special effects with us. Hey, does anybody Uh, know how to do special effects? Yeah. Call me. Book of the week. And the spec book of the week is Fancy Graphic, Ryan. Fancy Graphic, sir. Fantastic Four, number 65. 65. There the we book go. that is, this is one of those interesting books that is specced on for the second time now. Right. Mm-hmm. It was. Right? It that's, is, yeah. that's pretty damn rare because this book offers multiple first appearances. It's not only a badass Silver Age uh, Fantastic Four book. First of appearance of ronan the accuser which was yep. specced on when the original guardians of the galaxy came out now it's being specced on because the supreme intelligence is rumored to be in the captain marvel movie yeah and this also features the first appearance of the supreme intelligence if you don't know he's kind of like a giant world mind for the kree collective right it's a very powerful being in the cosmic universe of the marvel is that big universe. head Yes, it is. Yes, it is. With all kind, okay. it looks like Medusa. He's got like all kinds Medusa, of things. Medusa, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's always but on like a big screen. Yeah. It's like kind of like Mordok or something. He holds the entire consciousness. But it's like a big green history. head, though, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, he holds the entire yeah. history of the entire Cree existence and everything that's ever happened inside of his head. So if you think about Nova and the World Mind, it's like the Cree version of that. If you watch the uh, uh, the Dick Ryder run that they did, Abnett and. Uh, Abnett and Lanning did where he became a kind of supernova or excuse me, Nova prime. That mm-hmm. is the most badass version of ever. It was kind of like uh, Nova meets Knight Rider. His helmet right. was the collective of the world mind. It would talk to him. And every time That's I read cool. that comic, I had the voice of Kit from, yeah, right? from Knight Rider doing <laughs> his through. dialogue. I don't know if anybody else does this. I read my comics and I, if there's a certain character that I've known I from do. movies, cartoons, yep. I, for some reason I hear their voice for it. I guess it makes no, sense. It just helps when I, it, when I read, yeah. when I read modern Batman, I, in my head, it's Kevin Conroy. When is I it read, really? Yeah. When I read se- like seventies or sixties Batman, it's yeah. Adam West. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's kind of yeah. kooky, actually, yeah. to hear Adam West. Yeah, you don't want, like, Christian Bale or with the lisp and talking right, all deep and shit, you know. But Any, uh, I was going to say, we when we talked about one of the trailer reviews, there was some kind of – they showed a big screen, and I almost – I think I said I thought that might be the Supreme Intelligence, and then that was just – I was just specking hard on that, and there we go. I mean, you're going to see it, so. My after- guess is when we – See, we're not going to talk about the Captain Marvel trailer because there wasn't much new to it. It was more right. like behind-the-scenes interview. My but we can't talk about that really a trailer, right? Like, that's not a no, trailer. it was, it was just a, a special like... look, and you hear Brie Larson talk. Oh, I, right. My guess is when she's being held upside down with the things going through her head, she's connected to the Supreme Intelligence, and he okay. is funneling shit into her. That's my okay. guess. Right. And I'm, I think he's imbuing her with powers. I don't think any of the Kree Space Command... I have the powers that she does. Although you all see him kind of flying through space, so I'm assuming that's through their spacesuit. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm assuming some accident is gonna somehow fuse her with powers. The supreme intelligence hooks her up. We still don't. They still fucking with this man. They 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 haven't told us who Jude Law is playing yet, so we don't know if he's Marvel or not. So that mm-hmm. they're still trying to keep that close to the vest. Right. Which is but good. didn't they release that pop though? Or yeah, was but that, that was young Rog. That was young Rog. That yeah, I don't know if that necessarily looked like him, but I just want to get back to the, um, you know, FF sixty five. 
so the last FF book that was a you know double first appearance was 49, right? FF 49, Silver Surfer and Galactus. Well, Not Silver Surfer is 48. You're 48. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. 40. Yeah, you're right. So 48 and 49. But this is, um, I mean, these two characters are nowhere near those two characters. But again, on eBay, I was looking and some people had some seven fives for somewhere around like eight to nine hundred dollars. They were selling some CGC books. And of course, on the listing, it says hot book or, you know, soon to be in movie and stuff like that. So people are already specking on that book. Um, well, it, was I think Ronan's a cool character, it was already so. specked up from Ronan. Yeah, though, right? right. So, so now it it's even more spec. So right, right. It's yeah. dumb. It's respect, if you could Yeah, right. That. Respected. Yeah. It's <laughs> a respect to respect. Like, the only other thing I could think is, what's the first appearance of Medusa? Fantastic Four 36? Isn't that also the first appearance of the Frightful Four? Yes. So that's a double, because she was part of the Frightful Four. But she then was part of the Frightful Four. They found her in a cave. <laughs> part of the Inhumans. So if you think Fantastic Four, I'm telling you, man, the Silver Age Fantastic Four run is ripe for the picking. All those yeah. first appearances. Gorgon's now a that, separate issue. Yeah, now that you know Marvel has a hold of it, and maybe Feige will fuck with the right. Inhumans too, the Eternals. <laughs> all the cosmic stuff all comes from Fantastic Four. Right. You no. Know, a Silver Age Avengers is good for plucking too, because if you think about Kree, Scroll War, and things like yep. that nature, I mean, Avengers are fantastic for Silver Age. Just dig all through that whole entire era, Bronze Age, right. Bronze Age on the Avengers, Bronze Age and Fantastic Four got kind of wonky, man. It got kind of whack, but the Silver yeah, Age of Fantastic Four is 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 ripe for the picking because they right. were just exploring the cosmic side of the Marvel universe. Yep. And, so, and humans, you know, Black Bolt, you know, Annihilus is in the annual and they're talking about that and Franklin Richards and stuff like that. So those books are hot, right? I mean, they're ripe for the picking if you can get them at a great price. You know, the only thing that's been kind of lame to me is because of, I think, the TV show that just never hooked up was the first appearance of the Inhumans. That book is you know, an average, yeah. it's a great book to have. It's a that, key, for, it's a key for your collection. Let's put it. This it's way. good to get it now. Get the right. fast it's appearance a, of that black bolt. And I think yes. eventually, because remember the humans was a, I don't know how it happened. It was a, an MCU film. And when I for okay, for the kids who don't follow us a lot, then we, and we'll have to, I'm trying to, okay. So there's a difference between Marvel TV and MCU, right? MC, right. If you think MCU, think Kevin Feige, think of the movies. If I say Marvel TV, think Jeff Loeb, think Netflix, Think Agents of Shield, think Agent uh, Agent Carter, and things like that. So that interesting that the Inhumans property actually started in the MCU and then moved over and to TV. And ever since that relationship between um, believe it or you don't, there's been a fissure between Kevin Feige and Marvel TV. To whereas mm -hmm. for Kevin Feige said, "I don't report to Marvel anymore. I only want to report to you, Disney." Bob Iger. So Bob Iger says, "You're doing great with the films. The Marvel is yours." So. Um, and Ryan, why don't we, uh, the piece of news I just dropped today, we probably should have said at the very beginning, but this is breaking news, drop the graphic for it and we'll talk about it and how it kind of bleeds into what we're talking about now. There's been a writer for Captain Marvel has been signed on to do the Vision and Scarlet Witch uh, series for the Disney Plus. This news just dropped today. So they like Captain Marvel so much that they get the writer for Captain Marvel, the movie, to do the series. They're going to be the showrunner for uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch, which is, I believe, the first confirmation we've gotten for now we got a showrunner for it. Yep. So that news dropped today. And there's been rumors from the ugly part of the inter internet, the, the people who hate uh, you know, women, uh, diversity, and all that <laughs> stuff. And they've been panning Captain Marvel forever, saying that Marvel has no uh, confidence in Captain Marvel. Uh, Brie Larson shows no emotion, but, but she got an Oscar, so I guess so. Right, um, somebody thought she did. Apparent num Captain Marvel is trending number three in pre-ticket sales. 
because what what I guess what we want to say is why that trailer dropped on during the Monday mm-hmm. was to announce that pre-ticket sales have started. Yes. So starting Monday, when they showed that trailer, they said you can start buying tickets now. So far, the only movies that have passed it up as far as pre-ticket sales are Infinity War and Black Panther. That's what uh, wow. Captain Marvel is trending towards. So they have confidence in the movie. So why else would they take the writer of that film that hasn't come out yet and, well, it's and Marvel's put them first on full female hero i mean yeah yeah on screen and anyway i mean yeah but movie. you know they have enough confidence in film where they took the writer of the captain marvel movie and yeah. they're putting giving him his own show that's going to be the first show on the disney plus so you got to think that's a lot of pressure there's a lot of mm-hmm. pressure on disney plus right um right. they'll be fine um there but was doing a report, it right yeah there was a report and i didn't want to talk about it now but we'll talk about it if it gets confirmed in a couple of weeks that the dc subscription service for dc universe is not going as well as they have planned um, they would expected more subscribers, but it's kind of data like Netflix. They don't announce it and they're not, you know, a public company. Well, they are a public company, but they don't need to announce it. Like say the Nielsen ratings, those are publicly addressed, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, for like uh, shows on ABC, Fox, things like that. You, those are public numbers, but uh, a paid subscription service, they don't have to say their numbers. Like, I think, uh, what was that damn, uh, blindfold movie uh netflix oh, bird box yeah, yeah bird box bird box netflix came out and said the first week at 45 million views but people kind of scoffed at it like uh we don't have any data to support that you know what i right. mean there's no way for them to but are tell. they complaining about views or are they complaining about subscriptions My on there's a big DC difference there. universe side yeah. they're say, they're saying subscriptions yeah and so that's i think that's concerning because if people well, are subscribing the, to the channel the issue because of compliance issues in europe the DC service does not is not international. I mean, I think they should have thought of that before they launched it. So right now, you can only subscribe to it in the North American market. Right. So there's a huge subscriber base in the EU. And guess who? Guess in Europe who got to see Titans? Netflix, Netflix. subscribers. Yep. So they just lost oh, really? a huge chunk of yeah, revenue. Netflix to netflix that was awfully planned right i mean right. you got to get all your ducks in a row get your compliance like all right we're going to launch this worldwide um and i think that's the problem and now you see why it took disney marvel so long to iron out this deal with fox and to get that provider that's in europe right because yeah. now they have the cable provider in europe they remember they were fighting for that in comcast right because disney streaming is like no we don't want to go out until we go all over the world all over the place nobody right. wants to give anything to netflix anymore if they can right. Right? right that that would be conceding a loss you if you have your own intellectual property and you want to be able to stream it on your platform you own it 100 you want to mm-hmm. be able to use your own streaming service to distribute it you do not want to give it to netflix and netflix and just like hey let me rebrand this and throw it out there Right. Like I was watching some weird show called uh, Blad Bud on Netflix. Ends up being it was like originally made in Canada for some. Uh, it's like a, it's about the uh, Rizzuto crime family in Montreal. <laughs> it's really weird. Start off okay. The guy from uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy is in it. He's the producer. But I was like I was sick that day, so I watched the whole damn thing. And I, damn, I was I was like this was whack. But it yeah. is I got the side. But you know, Bad Blood is bad. Put it that way. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm a fan of the, the DC streaming. I mean, I thought Titans was amazing. I've been watching I've been watching the original Young Justice to watch the new Young Justice just to catch up on it. Um the stuff that they have, I thought the Doom Patrol was great. So Titans to me was awesome. It was a home run. So. Yeah, I think the only problems with Titans and perhaps Doom Patrol is it looks a little how do I say this it looks a little cheap like some of the Doom Patrol stuff like I thought Titans was interesting and I thought 
the last episode of Titans was a good episode, but not a great finale. Does that make sense? It was a good, it was a good episode, but it wasn't a great finale to the season. It was just kind of like, oh man, it was a dream. Right. Right. But they left yeah. you a great trailer at the end. Well, oh it was a God, it was a huge trailer. cliffhanger. I mean, it's a yeah. huge cliffhanger. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's one of so those kind of like who shot Jr. kind of things. So we're gonna be but we get to see Trigon. I can't wait. Checking the news on this for the next few months because it could impact uh, future um, things in the pipeline that they have. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, because so far we only have uh, we had Titans and now we have. Um, uh, Young Justice. Right. Which is mm-hmm. interesting. They release uh, my main question: Were they going to release like one thirty-minute episode a week? It looks like they're doing three episodes. Three a episodes week. a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if the animation looks different. I could have swore the, the last season of uh, of Young Justice, the animation looked a little bit better. Um, but I could be off mm, on that. I, um, I haven't yeah, seen I, the I second season. First episode, and I was like, um, Yeah, this is. Uh, I guess they're sticking to dark on this. They're not. It's just. Yeah. This, this, not the, the the young even the young justice that used to air on what was it cartoon network yep it was it wasn't bubbly but it wasn't as dark as this one is no, this is no. dark rooting and violent uh, right. this i guess this universe is just going to stick to the we already know harlequin is going to be rated r as well uh swamp thing is you know is going to be dark as well yeah um so i'm trying not? to think you know what? what embrace the dark show why not <laughs> blue beetle embrace <laughs> it yeah. But you have right. to have a little light and dark to be able to see. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Well, they'll get out of that with Shazam. I mean, I think Shazam. No, no, I'm in on the streaming side. On the streaming, you're right. Yeah, okay, you're a good point, side. good point. Well, I guess, you know, you, they had the CW stuff. Um, yeah. You know, um, but, you know, I, I watched the first episode of Young Justice. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. It was like uh If you want bubbly, children... you can watch Teen Titans Go on Cartoon Network. <laughs> what? All right, let me ask you. Okay, why is it one extreme to the other, though? You know what I mean? Can I have a yeah. middle ground? I guess that's a CW then, right? That's, right. My Legends of Tomorrow feels that middle ground. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Right, exactly. Bebo. Legends, yeah. All hail Bebo. All right. All right, so uh, next thing is, since it's our first uh, episode of the year, I wanted us to kind of look forward to 2019 because I'm pretty damn sure we've been on this. I know Otto, you started with us last year, but Ryan and I will be doing this like almost two, three years. And every year, what do we say? This is going to be the biggest year ever for movies. Right. Well, I started looking at 2019 and I was like, I think this may be the biggest uh, year for movies. (laughs) You got a movie a month. It's It's pretty big. Yeah. uh, Strictly speaking from a box office perspective, I think this um, 2019 has to be the biggest box office of the year. I don't know if you have um, any graphics for that. No, I didn't. Name I didn't. Yeah. We'll just name them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, all right. I actually ranked them, so we can. Uh... Well, let's uh, let's see what your ranking is, and then we'll we'll comment on how wrong you are. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> we should wait till the end to do that. You know, at the end of the year. <laughs> um. I definitely will say when I was looking at this, the one of the least mo- uh, the movie that I'm one of the mo- movies I'm looking least forward to would definitely be Aladdin. Uh, I just think it looks horrible. I think it's it's just it's just not going to go well. So I'm not looking forward to Aladdin at all. Yeah, some of the Disney live action stuff has been hit or miss for yeah. you know. Dumbo or... looks Dumbo looks interesting. Dumbo Lion, does, Lion King awesome. kind of looks cool, but it doesn't no, really Lion look King live and, action. Yeah. It looks like it looks like I have animation. Lion King in the top ten. So yeah, Lion King and Dumbo are going to kill it. Uh, yeah. Cause if you think of last year, but it's hard was, to do cats. It's yeah. hard to do real. Yeah. Uh, that's probably one of the hardest things to animate is like tigers. And are you kidding me? Did you see what Jan Favreau did with the jungle book? Yeah, no, the jungle I, book was good. 
that was incredible. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same site. There, there's one human and everybody, you know, but okay. just think of it. And he's involved in that, moment. right? He's involved in that, Favreau? I think so. Favreau was, uh, what did he do? He's doing, because I know. Um, um, I think he is involved with Lion King. Or, uh, he is Favreau. Favreau definitely okay. is involved. All right. Yeah. I got, what's his name doing Dumbo, which is pretty interesting. Um, what's his name? The guy who did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. God. Oh, uh, Tim yes. Burton. Burton. Tim Burton is doing Dumbo. Yeah. I think that's a great combination. Like oh, yeah. I keep on telling people, there's going to be a whole generation of kids that are going to be mentally scarred after watching Dumbo. Yeah, right. <laughs> that <laughs> scene where they take scene, Dumbo's right? mother away yes, from Dumbo Tim. is fucking heartbreaking. Oh, that song. My God. Kids yeah. are going to be seeking like all kinds of like they're going to need therapy after seeing Dumbo if they if they keep it that way. But go ahead, Otto. What else? Yeah. Well, no, I so I did that. Um, not breaking the top, which I'm not really interested in. So under Aladdin, I'm not really all about Hellboy. I didn't really care for the first Hellboy. This one doesn't. Hellboy is really not my thing. So I mean, that's just a personal preference. I don't know how it's going to go with. I don't know what you guys think. If you guys like the first movie, or if you guys think this will be any better, but Hellboy is just not my thing. I don't really care for the character. Yeah, yeah I, I I'm not, not interested in really in Hellboy. I, I mean, I saw the the. There was two of them, right? I think. Yeah, Golden think Compass the, and all the other ones. The Guillermo del Toro movies Army. are some of the most underrated comic book movies ever. I mean, okay. I Hellboy Two is incredible. I think. Really? I mean, okay. What Guillermo del Toro did with the kind of magic and kind of you know mystical things that he did mm-hmm. in Hellboy Two, I thought it was incredible. The whole backstory he did, the the visuals on it. I mean, that's a, a Academy Award winning director who did, and I wanted to see Hellboy Three. Unfortunately, it just didn't connect at the box office. But yeah. I think you know. Hellboy 2, you know, the Golden Soldier or Golden Army. Golden is, Army man, that movie was. You need to go and re-see it. I, All right, I hold up I there the top 10 in the top 10 in the la- in, of 2000 as far as comic book movies. Okay. Think, you know, maybe like number 10. It's right up there. It's really, in my in my opinion. But yeah. um, I'm interested in Men in Black. I think that looks good. Yeah. I looks like good. it. Yeah. I, I like the concept of it. I don't know if you guys are excited for that. I'm, I, I like hey, I, those Men in Black movies were all fun. Oh, so as long be, yeah. as they kind of keep them in that vein, I'll be happy with it. Yeah. Before you get started, let me just give going down a list so people can chime in in the live chat. So yeah. here's just a few. Star Wars 9, Shazam, The Joker, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Dark Phoenix, Dumbo, Aladdin, Maybe New Mutants, Toy Story 4, The Lion King, the Godzilla re, uh, sequel, Hellboy, Men in Black International, Lego Movie 2, Frozen 2, How to Drain Your Dragon 3. That's just some That's a uh, lot. That, it's that, insane. Like, I didn't even mention And it. this isn't on this isn't on uh movies, but they just announced a new Dark Crystal on Netflix. So I, if you I like those if you like those that Dark movie Crystal movies, movie. talking about dark creepy and dark. That's really gonna be some fun new shit. Yeah, yeah. we saw that as a kid. Watch this as an adult, man. You'll be fine. The sort of public <laughs> like Jacksons. Like, when I watched know, that like, as a kid, it freaked me the hell out. Yeah, Dark Crystal was pretty wrong. But but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, it, the sequel, we haven't even talked about it. So, I mean, I stuck to just kind of geeky related movies. Yeah, no, that's it, huge, will, dude. It's big. Yeah, I will say this, though. I think Disney will break its own box office for uh, its own record for uh, box office from a studio from a year. Because we're talking. Right. Star Wars, yep. Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, Dumbo, Toy Story 4, Lion King, Frozen, Frozen 2. Yeah. Dude, wow. That's, that's that all. They're, they're in the list. That's all them. That's crazy. Maybe three, maybe three billion? Yeah. Maybe no, more. 
that's because hey, don't sleep on the animated movies because kids will go in droves. Look, look, that's it, and they're gonna, you know what? And then the parents are gonna go see it, and that's it, and that's why Spider Verse is don't where it is. Toy Story Four, man. Toy Story Four could hit a billion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Easy. Toy Story franchise, but it's his beloved. Um, Frozen Two, goddamn that movie, the first movie, and the, the damn song. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> it's just all over the place. And I've got a ten-year-old daughter, so I mean, when that movie comes out, trust me, I'm gonna be there. Like, what every other dad will be there, taking their daughter to go see it. <laughs> Jacques, Jacques says, "How to Train Your Dragon" is going to be a cry for Jacques. I am a huge fan of the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. I absolutely love them. They are great movies. Those, the How to Train Your Dragon series, is DreamWorks' closest competition to Pixar. Mm-hmm. If you yes. saw like second one on the big screen with the giant giant uh dragon oh man it was i saw it in 3d and i was like this is incredible but you know yeah, what those it's movies also, are so fun in 3d it's a great story too you're like oh when uh his father died oh spoiler yeah. <laughs> yes it's been out two years <laughs> when his father passed away so it has a good just like it's amazing how well animation can be done where it mm-hmm. hits you emotionally like into the spider-verse mm-hmm. yes Right there's you know because people have they have to act so much. I'm more, amazed when I cry at animated movies. I'm amazed. Yeah, I, I can't believe what so I'm doing. Right. You know? We're like sensitive old men. My God. Yep. Yep. Because no, it's, like, it's like it's you know what yeah. you know what really touched me when I was younger and I was like I was I saw and I was a young dude I thought it was tough. I went to see the Iron Giant. I walked out of a fucking theater crying. Yeah. And I was in like my fucking <laughs> I was in my late twenties, right? I was like, God damn, fucking cartoon made me cry, man. <laughs> Stupid when he cartoon, goes, one of the best things ever. Vin Diesel goes, uh, and he's flying like Superman toward the fucking nuclear missile. Yeah. And I thought he got killed. Man, damn, I started crying and shit. I was like, how the <laughs> fuck? And I end up being that Iron Giant Damn, is one robot. of the greatest animated movies of all time, man. It yeah. just, it's, there's a documentary on it somewhere I saw where they said how Warner Brothers had so little faith in it, they didn't promote it at all. And it ended oh. up being like a cult following like they almost made it straight to DVD. It wow. barely got released in the theater. Jennifer Aniston is in it. Uh, what's his name? The singer, the from uh, New Orleans. Uh, the, Harry Connick. Harry Connick Jr. is in it, right? Yeah. It's just Vin Diesel was the voice of the Green Iron Giant. What a figure! Yeah. The well, you most, wouldn't have known. You would never the, know that it was him. He's ever done. The Duke barely speaking. That's how Vin you would Diesel never should. know it was him. Group, no, if you giant. didn't, if if you didn't, if I didn't look at the thing and it said Vin Diesel on the package, I would never have known that was him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, could tell I, that I, it was, was him when he was Groot because you could hear that raspiness. But in this, yeah, it was so voice, right? yeah, it was weird. Yeah, if you remember, I mean, he was uh, he made but his he debut in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah, and and he played an Italian or some shit. I was like, why did they yeah. keep on taking this half black dude and making him Italian? Toretto, Toretto, <laughs> Toretto. <laughs> right, Stupid. I'm a fan of the first one. So you know what? That's why when uh, I saw, Ready I mean, one of the one, they showed the Iron Giant. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the biggest surprise here um, for the for these movies and what's really I think it's going to be Godzilla, Tim. You know, and I'm not just throwing out the gas, but I think Godzilla is going to bring back so many people our yes. age and so many people who were into those characters and into those, those IMAX dollars too. Man. Yeah, my kids, monsters, my kids out of the blue. You know, I showed them the the Godzilla trailer that the one that yeah. the newest one and. Right. They out of the blue are like, oh, let's watch King because I was telling them how you know they're gonna bring in oh, King Kong and right, oh, you know, all that. And so they we watched uh, King uh, King Skull Island or King Skull Kong Island. Skull Island, and it was oh, Skull Island. I love. They loved it. So at the end, when you know they see the writing on the wall, and then we watched yeah. the trailer right after we finished the the end credit scene. Right. So we watched the trailer back to back, and 
it was the trailer. If you if you watch that end credit scene where they show the drawings on the it the trailer, yeah, was exactly those drawings. Right. It was really you know, cool to watch it like the that. Think about Godzilla movies. If you know kids to see it nowadays, if they see the originals from like the fifties and sixties, they'll they'll kind of laugh at it. But to yeah. us, it's kind of that's all you had. It was almost- Ryan. Get your kids to see Godzilla movies that came out in like the mid nineties in Japan. Yeah. Okay. No, they'll be down. Movie. We're down with that stuff, man. We'll, we'll watch that all day. So much better by the time the last Godzilla they ever made is the most batshit insane movie you will ever see. In it, Godzilla Toho version, to, uh, Japanese version, kills Gino, which is Godzilla in name only, the 1996 American version. Mm. He blasts his fucking head off in this. Let me let me try to find that movie. <laughs> Just Godzilla. I forgot the name of it, but it was. The last Godzilla film they ever made, and he was retired after that. It wasn't until um, the uh, God, Americans redid it last movie. It is right. insane movie. It's it's. Let me see. Tim, uh, let me ask you. While you're looking up that, um, I was reading something. Gamera, um, the turtle, turtle, right? The yeah. turtle. That's not part of. It was in the movies, but they don't have the rights to Gamera or something Correct. like that. It's not a, it's not a Toho uh, production. That's okay, why so Gamera. Okay, Gamera. Gamera what about and never ever appeared in a movie together so you got to think of Ghidra, rodan mothra yeah. okay so rodan will be in it mothra oh, yeah yeah unfortunately yeah. i love gamora 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 yeah gamora A-F-E-R-A, the flying turtle is badass yeah. oh i loved it with the flames they coming out a, of the- they made a trilogy of the gamora movies in like the i want to say the late 90s and they're awesome go okay. people out Go find them. I don't know if you could find them on Netflix or anything, but they're awesome. When I was a kid, when a Gamera, that was my dog. I was I love that flying turtle because he would oh, fly in a circle like that. Fly in a circle, and, it, and, his, and his shell was like invulnerable and stuff like that. I, this yeah. is gonna be great. So Gamera was like their the Toho's dude. It was like DC and Marvel, right? Okay, they, gotcha. Two, two different uh, properties, and you know Toho right. end up doing Godzilla and all these great movies, Rodan and all yeah. these other ones. But there's also one like the Gargantuan Twins. You ever seen that? There was like these huge Neanderthals. That was a weird yeah, one. I didn't see that one. Uh, yeah, so, you know what? I think I might have. Was it? Were they women? Like two no, really were, tall women? Two, no, two really tall guys that oh. were weird cavemen looking guys. They were called the Gargantuans. Okay. So I seen every one of them when I was a kid. We had our local channel. They had creature features, but every yeah. Friday night it was a it was. Have a you ever kaiju seen film. any of those movies in a theater, like in an art theater or something? No, never. I have. Uh, there was like in this little theater, and they showed it in Japanese, which was cool. So it was in Japanese with the subtitles. You had to do with the over horrible dubbing of the uh, American <laughs> or English voice, American voices or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. The actual first Godzilla movie, uh, what was his name? Uh, Orson Welles was in it, or Ray Bradbury. One of them was in. They just kind of sh- edited him in to show it in American theaters. Wow. So for those who don't know, here's when uh, Tebow drops the knowledge on you, man. Godzilla is a walking metaphor for the Americans dropping the nuclear uh, warheads on Hiroshima. Godzilla is a product of radiation. Godzilla attacking the city. So after World War II, um, part of the peace treaty was Japan could not build uh, a military or could they have make war movies. So what did they do? 
they made they a made monster, monster right out of what the americans the did kind of uh kind of like this thing of the past that was a creature of radiation that was made from americans that gave the japanese military something to fight right because you know even they're not saying the americans are bad though because japanese are very sensitive to world war ii they're they are very prideful people nationalistic so they're ashamed of that chapter in their life just like germans are right before yeah. you know that's nationalism at its worst, right? So now, you know, there's sub pockets of nationalism that tries to bring it back. For the most part, you talk to Germans, you talk to Japanese, they're ashamed of what happened in World War II. So they try to forget about all that. So Godzilla literally was a metaphor so that they could have their Japanese military fight some. Because part of the peace treaty, I have more to look this up. In Japan couldn't make movies where they fought Americans, right? If you think about American Hollywood in like the 40s and 50s, man, we had War II movies like out of the all ass, over right? The place, right? All over the place, right? But in Japan, it was a booming, they had a booming movie. Uh, you know, if you think of Akira Kurosawa making all the, like, the, um, the samurai films, uh, the Seven Samurai, you know, all those films. There's a movie called, um, what was it? they're really colorful in their day. So if you think about that, you know, Jap- Japan always had a bursting uh, holly- or movie industry, right? Mm. Fast forward to now, if you think about, you know, Japan, Hollywood, uh, China, man, all of them are doing. Look at like Malaysia making the raid and all these mm-hmm. other films. So they have their right around like I think the late or early 2000s with Old Boy, Korea started becoming dominant as a as a movie making. You think of all those damn horror films where they come from, <laughs> either Korea or Japan. Right. right. The Ring and all those films, it's oh either from God. Korea or Japan. So they kind of started that whole thing. And then, you know, Hollywood does what it does best. It takes other people's stuff and it remakes it. Godzuki. Uh, shout out to John Venezuela who asked in the live chat, what is everybody's holy grail in your collection? Now, let me ask you, Ryan, what is your holy grail in your collection? The, the My holy grail is my Batman number two. Oh, yeah. shit. What about you, Otto? Uh, mine, I have a Hulk 181. Um, it's my grail. It's a Hulk 181, and it's graded at a 9.2. So that is oh, the God, pinnacle Lord. of my collection. That's going to be buried with me. Forget what the kids that? in your college. 9.2? like $10,000 book now? It really, it's humble. It's close to it, right? Yeah. Uh, mine would be my Strange Tales 110 5.5. And that's, that's that, was a, that was a, was that a last of the year or the first of the year buy? Or trade. Yeah, Tim. Is that is that is, 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 it started? It was. I physically got a hold of it in 2019. Right. But you made so, the deal in 18, right? Yeah. So well, that's an know, 18 purchase, right? So you no, got a whole year. I'll say no. I, that's definitely in a 2019 list. Yeah. <laughs> 2019 list. I would say was my uh, first appearance of Shang Chi in a 9.8. Yes, beautiful, unbelievable. At the end of the year. So, what's what? Since we're the first show of the year, and we're, we're winding down here, we're going to finish out the show. What are your uh, New Year's resolutions as far as from collecting standpoint? I'll start with you, Otto. I just wasn't on the show, but we'd like to be spontaneous on here. Just throw you under the yeah. bus. Well, I've already ruined my New Year's resolution because I told myself um, I'm going to stop picking up all these variants. And because I go every Wednesday and I find myself just buying all these beautiful variants by Art Germ and Delato and, you know, and hunting them down. And I said, that's it. I'm not buying them anymore. But, you know, Nemesis Prime tells me all about all these books that came out. And I went and spent a ton of money that I shouldn't have on that stuff. So uh, I so I've already ruined that, but I'll try to get back on it. Um, a few things that I was going to do this year was I was definitely going to look at my collection to have some books sent out to CGC um, and send some of my own books out. Um, I'm definitely looking to sell some of my books to make a big purchase somewhere around June or July. 
And uh, so I'm going to take some of my books. I'm going to try to move them and stuff like that. So I'm just looking to buy one or two big keys this year and just fill in um, my Daredevil run. I'd like to have Daredevil 1 to 200. Mm. I'm probably about 40 issues away from that. So I'm looking to finish up that run, and then I'll start focusing on maybe the Avengers or Fantastic Four. Just a few things that I want to look forward to this year. But I'm definitely going to make a big purchase. I'm definitely going to get a, a Silver Age number one um, come June or July. So we'll see what happens. What about you, Ryan? A couple things. First, here, let me see if I can do this without making everybody sick with their stomachs. <laughs> oh, boy, I don't know what to expect. Oh, it's Good not Lord. bad. First is to clean up this disaster of a mess. That's my that's my number one goal of 2019. Yeah. It's going to take camera. me a year to do it because I'm a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> it's a little bit so, of time. We're going to clean that up. Uh, second is to do more YouTube videos. Okay. I've got a really a lot of really good wow. ideas. <laughs> Not sure what day to do it on. Yeah, that's we'll a couple days it out. We'll have to figure it out, but um, let's just say we're going to get into the guts. Get up that's in all, that's guts. all I'm going to say. We're going to get up in those guts. Um, and third is just to uh, dwindle down, sell. Um, right. I want well, to. You're looking to buy a big book, though. I right? want a big. Yeah, I want. Yes, that's not going to be a 2019 buy. That'll okay. be probably a 2020 or a 20. 21 who knows it'll take yeah. a while to get there but um i'm going for a batman number one beautiful beautiful yeah. so wow. i'm gonna get i gotta start getting books graded i want to start getting them sold we'll start doing some more auctions i know somebody had asked when's the next auction uh, i don't have one ready yet i think auto might have something coming up down yeah. the pipe there's auctions like every single day um, so yeah and why did the one last night <laughs> Yeah, Gary Gary had a really go, good one, man. He was yeah, uh, Gary he killed actually, it. Uh, he actually auctioned off uh, Justice League number one, Ryan. It was only a one point eight. I think he got like uh, almost five hundred for it. Yeah, it went cheap. He said even Gary seems like I don't even know how to grade this, and we'll just yeah. see what the market says. And I, yeah. I think that's a great price for that book. <laughs> yeah. Me so, is um, Tim. I know you go. You're going after something big too. Another big book. I'm gonna do uh, yeah, Journey to Mystery eighty three, and at, at least a three point. Or 4.0. I try. Okay. I mean, now that book is so high that it's like I, I 3.0 used to be in my range, um, but now it's even high. So I'd like to get mid grade on all my keys. Uh, so right. if I can get like a 5.0 journey into mystery, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But um, my goal is to get one big key a quarter. So that's one oh, book like that. every three months. Right. So um, I'll be wheeling and dealing. I'll be selling and trading and doing whatever I can. But I, so I want to, like you know. I got a bunch of books I don't need, you know, I mean, it's to the point where now I don't need variants every week. I don't need, you know, the only really uh, entire run I want to get is my X-Men run, which I'm, I'm missing X-Men number one, uh, one through five, uh, seven through nine and like uh, 11 through 15. And I have the rest all the way nice. through like 200 and then some missing there. But the major ones I need are like one through nine. That's, right. I have, I have X-Men 10, which is a uh, uh, first appearance of Kazar. Um, but that I'm, I'm also thinking I want to get daredevil one. Um, I want to get like, uh, iron man number one. Yeah. And first appearance of maybe Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm uh, after the first Hawkeye. So, I'd like a nice so copy gonna, of that. I want to get, go for like silver age, um, first appearances of Marvel. Uh, typically yep. I've been, I've been picking at bronze age and I, I, 
I don't really have any more of the Bronze Age to get now. So I think now is a good time to get like a Daredevil number one. I think that yeah. book is settled down. So these are for keepers for long term. So if you get them like a 6.0, 7.0, first appearance of Iron Man is always interesting to me. Tales yep. of Suspense, first appearance of Hawkeye is always interesting to me. I like that Hawkeye. I, KP Henderson was selling a beautiful copy like yeah. in November and I just couldn't pull the trigger and man, do I regret it? Oh, do I regret it? But I'm but, really looking like a daredevil. Number one is keeps on calling to me. Like, I, you know what? I think I'm going to nap. I had a chance big to do had a raw copy at his, at his shop for a thousand dollars. And I didn't pull the I what would you want grade wise? Um, like 6.0. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I, I think, think that's a good, good like, topic. Silver I think age for like level. the keys, um, like big keys like that. My number, my number that I always like to shoot for is like a three, five. Um, three five or better five oh would be ideal but you know when you talk big keys you're talking yeah. you know fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars more oh it's a big and difference it's, yeah it's a big what difference and you know what it's what's in your and it's also how the book presents if um, i can get a nice looking three five you know shit if i can get a yeah. nice looking 1.5 i don't care right <laughs> uh, from a point of uh 43 or it's detective 45 it's uh it's a 1.5 or uh yeah 1.5 but you'd never know it's just yeah, split but, down. It's split completely down the middle. My golden um, age is just is expensive regardless. That's right. why I, yeah. I just want to pluck keys from the silver age. I don't, I don't need silver age fillers. You know what I mean? I only have first appearances. That's what I'm, yeah. I don't need my collection to expand more. You know, as some people want to get quantity, I'm like, nah, at this point I'm going to get quality. So if right. I mm-hmm. pare down from a hundred slabs to 50 slabs, all 50 slabs will be all first appearances. Where I'd so, eventually like to get, in the next like if i'm gonna say i have a five-year plan where i'd like to get is to where i've got my teen titans run i've got you know my batman books that i want i've got you know maybe some marvel stuff that i collect some spider-man things but dwindled down to that point and then what i would do from there is just upgrade what i have so you know make that 3.0 a 4.0 or a 5.0 uh-huh, and eventually get everything to a level. Um, it's, it's not an OCD thing, but I've seen people do it where they've got like all 5.0s for a run. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like Gary, being linear. So yeah, yeah. we were just talking about Gary. Gary's lurking in the live chat. Uh, congratulations. If you guys haven't followed very Gary, follow him up. He's up on YouTube now. Um, he's showing great content. He buys collections and sells all the time. Uh, he's been on our show. He just had an auction. So shout out to very Gary. If you want to make a deal, hit him up. He may have something, but he agrees. Streamline your collection. Like I always say, don't be emotionally attached to your collection unless there is something that you consider. It's hard though. I I don't know about you, but I get emotionally attached and shit about books. I really shouldn't even care. Marvel premiere 15 and and amazing Spider-Man 129. I did. I, I have one yeah. for you if you want it. Yeah. So I mean, like to me, Punisher. I I had the Punisher in an eight point five signed by Stan Lee. I'm not a giant Punisher fan. I was a I was a big fan of Iron Fist. Uh, so my Marvel premiere was a nine point four, which is a high grade. Wow. And I bought it raw for a hundred bucks back. Okay. In the day. Wow, that's a huge flip. It's one of the first ones. So the Amazing Spider-Man one twenty nine. I actually traded that for a uh, signed Scotty Young. What if Vid Deadpool possessed Venom. Oh my God. 9.8 and something else. So I paid out of pocket nothing for that ASM 129. Right. I flipped both of those for an almost $3,000 book. Yeah. Jesus. So it's like $2,800 now. Strange Tales 5.0. So I'm hoping to do that on uh, Journey into Mystery 83. 
Yeah. Once you get those certain rare books, not many people have them. So it's even harder when you do find one if there's something you have that they're interested in. You right. know what I mean? It's right. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like, and you that's, think people that have books like that probably have everything. Exactly. Right, have those books. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? 110. I gave up, you know, yeah. uh, first appearance of Punisher, first appearance of Iron Fist. But I was like, I had, I wasn't emotionally attached to those. Right. I wanted this real. And I was like, just do it. Because a lot of times people are like, you want to hold on, hold on. But you know what? There's only certain times where you have access to get, because but I put it this way. That's a hard book to find. find Marvel premiere, and I can always find a first Punisher. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Strange Tales in a mid grade, you know, yep. Silk hard, Age, yeah. mid grade five, right. five. You know, it's it's it's. I had to take advantage of it while I can. I still got right. some other slabs right. to play with. A lot of slabs I'm sitting on. I'm waiting for them to pop, so then I can make my move for. <laughs> because like, once five. once uh, Doctor Strange two starts coming out and you start seeing trailers, that book's gonna go up again. So get it now. You're, that was but very smart. Very smart. I think. I was thinking out on Thor too, first appearance of Thor, but I think at this point it doesn't matter what with the movie Thor. Does. I don't know. I think that but, book is, it's one of those books that's always going to be expensive, regardless of what regardless it is. of what it is. It's an iconic cover. It's an iconic character. It's, it's like Kirby greatness. Or the yeah. you know, it's like the Penguin and the Joker. Regardless of what they do in the movies, right? Or Gotham, whatever. That is right. part of the rogues. It's always going to be expensive. And now I'm thinking the same thing is going to happen with Spider-Man's rogues. They're just going to be ridiculous. It's going to be right. They're almost unobtainable. I mean, you're like I was looking at first Sandman. I'd love first Sandman, but. That and Mysterio. I have a oh, low grade of Mysterio. Mysterio. It's so yeah. it's gonna be so out of your range, especially now that I'm reading that Mysterio is not even gonna be a villain. He's gonna be a hero. Oh my god! So that oh, means he could be in multiple movies. So right. that other spec book I was talking about, and I'll drop this on you guys now, is uh, what is it? All right, here's your bonus spec book of the week. Ooh, we got a bonus play. Yeah. And this is like really out there. Um, is the hold on let me find it for you because i looked it up and i was like okay Barry gary's making deals in the live chat right yeah. now we're making moves your other spec book is and this one's an easy one supernatural thrillers number eight and i i don't know if i brought this up on the previous live chats because it's already picking up in price supernatural thrillers number eight is the first appearance of the elementals so when people were specking on hydro man and all these other things it wasn't it may not be hydro man because the elementals are earth fire water and wind Right. So one of those characters is in the group of elementals and supposedly Spider-Man and Mysterio are fighting the elementals in Spider-Man Far From Home. So look it up. It's the first Good appearance Lord. of elementals. It's Supernatural Thrillers number eight. Um, and so Hellfire is the leader, generates flames. Hydron can control water. That may be your actual Hydro-Man. Right, is water play. Hydro-Man is Hydron. There's a guy named Magnum. He can control earth and rock. And Zephyr, she can control air. Interesting. Wow, that's huge spec. The reason why this book has been spec because during Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Brazilian Comic-Con, the giant Brazilian Comic-Con we're talking about, um, during that panel, I believe it was um, Mysterio. What's his name? Uh, The actor. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal during the panel says, yeah, I'm kind of a hero in this movie because, you know, Spider-Man and I fight the elementals. Oh jeez! I mean, what more do you, you want? So sorry he to said that much. Wow. That uh, Hydro Man book. So that's uh, I. I told Ryan about this a couple of weeks ago. Right? Remember, I said it in mm-hmm. our private chat, and you guys mm-hmm. all laughed at me. So no, I, I'm saying it out in public now. No, so okay. there you go. go get it. Cause you must but have I, that book now. I don't. Oh, you don't. 
No, I'm, but that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm even, you know, because Ryan normally knows I only tell this on YouTube once I've had one or two copies, then I'll tell you guys. But, you know, it's getting out there now, so just look for it. If you go on eBay right now and look for it, look for Supernatural right Killers 8. And it wasn't because I just told you, but the prices are already starting to move on it. So when you see stuff like that happening and there's not a giant piece of news that's up in your face, like, you know, you know, Collider or somebody is telling you something is happening and people are moving on these books, regardless mm-hmm. if it's true or not, it's happening. And if you want to flip it, but I have a feeling it is happening because it makes more sense. Spider-Man just against Hydro or Mysterio doesn't make sense. Spider-Man and Mysterio fighting four villains. Right. That makes right. sense to me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going with, kids, boys, and girls. Wow, Go you heard it right now. That's it. Yeah, that's up, man. Supernatural then, thrillers number eight. Wasn't there another villain that they were bringing in? Not oh, Craven. It, it wasn't. It was Cra- who's Craven's brother? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Chameleon. Chameleon. Know. Weren't they bringing Chameleon in or something? Chameleon. Shit? Uh, no, Chameleon. There was something about Chameleon. I thought there was news that they were. They, they talked. Oh, We've only seen Spider-Man and Mysterio. They've they've hit it pretty well, although somebody's taking hella pictures on set. It looks kind of crazy. Yeah, really. Somebody's um, about to lose their job. Yeah. So I, I'm my guess is it's not Hydro Man, it's Hydron. So element, you know, Marvel likes to do that sometimes. This obscure freaking villains. If you think of crossbones and things like that, yeah, this right. is right up their alley of these kind of kind of really really kind of obscure villains that they like to pick out. If you think of Purple Man on Netflix, come on, right. yeah, my God, it was a great yeah. villain. It just goes to show there's such a big catalog. You don't have to always pluck out, you know, main characters, Thanos, which so. is what Feige, what Feige said that. You know what I mean? Feige yeah. said that. So this goes right up their alley. I mean, put it this way. It's only Spider-Man's second film. You don't want to blow your load immediately, right? You know, bring in the Green Goblin and all these guys. So yeah. they started with they started with uh, a Vulture. And then now they went to Mysterio and maybe these other elementals. Then maybe you're going to get the Sinister Six eventually down the line. You never know, man. So that's what I'm going with. Supernatural thrillers. Number eight, first you appearance here of first, the folks. crazy kids called the Elementals. I swear to God, if you see an Elementals villains popping up in a Spider-Man comic anytime soon. If you go to sense. McDonald's and you see four Elementals Happy Meals <laughs> toys. Yeah. You heard it yeah, here, right. folks. You heard <laughs> it here, you first, here first, folks. first, folks. If you if see you it in a Lego outside, set. If you walk outside, you light your lighter in the air, spit out some water, the wind comes by and you step on a rock, boom! That's proof there's the elemental all four are right there. Tebow all right, boys so. and girls, that's enough of our time and your time. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Shout out to everybody in the live chat for hanging out with us. We got about 60 viewers at one point. Comic Gallery, very Gary, Javier Salas, JLS Comics, moderated Daniel Labara, uh, Jacques or Jacques. As like I said, Mr. No Comics Guy and ECAV, John Venezuela. Any last words, Otto? Yeah, uh, thank you very much for all the support on Mutant Monday. Um, I just dropped it on Angel, and Angel was really fun for me, you guys. I was kind of hemming and hawing, so I still have lots of characters left. I still have Nightcrawler, Beast, Banshee, so I'm looking to follow up with that. And again, um, please sub up to Three Men in a Basement. We've got a lot of things going on especially on Instagram. So Three Men in the Basement is a show we do out of our grotto, you know. And uh, hopefully we're going live on Sunday with me and my boys, Roger Levesque and Nem- uh, Bernie1869 and Nemesis Prime. We're also doing a comic swap February 23rd in Connecticut. So follow me on Instagram if you want details for that. I've got lots of commitments from Barry Gary. The NY Warriors are going to show up. 
Um, I've got Warriors. Yeah, I got a rolling deep from New York coming up. I've got um, Dennis for comics is going to be there. So it's a swap. It's going to be a great time. We're going to do some raffles. Got to swap out that Hydra man. He's trying to been pushed off. Yeah. (laughs) A wife swap. Trust me, my wife that's no part of this. No part of this. So yeah, so we've been having a great time. Again, thanks you for all the support, whether it's Mutant Mondays, your comments, tell me what you guys want me to do. And uh for the new characters coming up, I'm trying to think outside the box with it. And I'm just really having a great time. So here's to a great year, you guys. Cheers to a great 2019. Thank you, sir. Ryan, any last words? Um, just stay tuned. I've got a really special uh video coming up. Um I think it's going to be a different look at some some of the books we you know it's going to be fun so we'll see we'll see how it goes. All right, Ryan with the cocktees. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about it in the upcoming weeks, but uh, I got a hookup with uh, Mezco Toys. I'm going to be doing yeah. some preview of some of their toys, and they also gave us a couple of passes to the New York City Toy Fair, which is a huge Comic Con for uh, excuse me convention for toys. I can't make it in New York. So my man Otto is going to be repping the Lords at the awesome. toy fair. So look for Otto and he's bringing somebody with them. Uh, they got the uh, special passes to go check out the toy fair. We're going to have some uh, interviews set up with the uh, folks over at Mezgo toys. Awesome. Um, I'm going to be doing some stuff with them. They reached out to me. I talked them into some dealing and wheelings. We're going to send Otto and a couple folks out there to cover it for the Lords and Longbox channel and hope. And they're sending me a care package of some Mezgo action figures that I can also preview on the channel. So you guys look out for that, man, doing things in 2019. We also Big have guys. some comics that I'm supposed to be reviewing for some independent publishers. So, Nice. We got content coming out this year. Uh, there's a couple of indie comics that reached out to me and asked me want to do for reviews. I said, I'm brutals in my reviews. I said, we don't care. I said, all right, I like that then. <laughs> You're going to get my honest, honest answer. I'm going to do some reviews. And like Ryan, I am going to start doing reviews of current comic book runs. So if nice. there's anything you guys would like me to review, you know, like five, six issues of a current run, we're talking like, the, you know, right now, the last year or so, I'm catching up on all my reading and I have access to pretty much any comic. So if you give cool, me a man. run, I'll read it. I'll do a quick review. I just read the uh, current run of Amazing Spider-Man, and I may do a review on that. I really enjoyed it for what it was. It was kind of throwback to old school Spidey after all the dark shit that went on with Red Goblin and everything. So um, we're going to do that. We're going to try to keep more. There was a comment on one of our videos last year that kind of kind of graded me yeah it was a little jaded a little pissed off and then it's like he goes maybe you should change the name of your channel to something that's more appropriate you know and i was like i was taking a back by like what do you mean you know we're you know because i guess we kind of branched off we do a lot of stuff that's related to comic book movies and comic book tv but we also talk about spec books and things pretty much we talk about comic books that are related that will pop that are pushed by movies and movie news but you know what? I kind of like, what are you talking about? I started on YouTube four years ago just talking about comic books. I did right. comic book calls like almost on a weekly basis. And I shared my comics with everybody. And after a while, we just kind of grew and expanded from that. I can't. I stopped having comics to show. Once you show everything in your collection, it's kind of hard to do comic book calls. But we'll always be the Lords of Longbox. So there will be no channel change. And rest in peace to Fanboy Fight Club, which <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> hey, you know what? It was good in concept. It was a good, good. It, the concept was good. It yeah, just, the so, execution wasn't great. So for those in the live chat, leave a comment after the video post so I can see that. So uh, whoever, whatever comments have the most or maybe something that piques my attention on a comic run, then I'll do a review on it. So, but please leave a comment after the video post so we can see it. So until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Peace out.